Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the TFL Podcast. We are here to preview the Week 18 NFL main slate. And I'm here with my good mate, Arch. How are you, buddy? Oh, look, doing good. Just glad to be here, Rowan. Last main slate of the year. What a weird feeling yeah. it is. It's sad, really, because like it's it's our bread and butter of DF, DFS here for you know the NFL season. But yeah, it's it's the last one. It's a, and week eighteen is always a weird one. We're going to get into the weirdness of week eighteen <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, just may I remind you that where you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at the TFL Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please take the time to like and subscribe. Hit that bell. Uh, to make sure that you're notified of when we go live each and every Thursday night. Uh, podcasts as well, five-star reviews. We'd love yeah. to see it. Love to see it. That'd be always, always very welcome. Now, if you are haven't played Draft Stars before, but you'd like to give it a shot for this weird and wacky week 18, then you can use the link bit.ly slash join Draft Stars. And, of course, we have our listener uh, listener. Contest, the TFL podcast contest that you can find on the in the Draft Stars lobby, but also at bit.ly slash TFL Week 18 as well. It's uh, come and play against us. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun this week. So, Patreon's back as well. If you want to get access to Archer's phenomenal spreadsheet, uh, including roster ship projections, patreon.com slash the TFL podcast. $5 a month. And so. we do that into the playoffs. And this is the thing. We're not just stopping here, right? Okay, while the main slate <laughs> stuff is finishing up, we are heading into the playoffs and all the way to the Super Bowl. We'll be previewing uh, the weekend as it comes. And I'm excited. There's going to be a lot of great stuff happening. Now, before we get into it, obviously, uh, week 17 of the NFL finished really on a on a really somber note. And our, our, our thoughts... Um, go out to obviously Demar Hamlin and uh, his fa- family and friends and the whole Buffalo Bills team really. Um, so let's just think about them for a while. It's 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 odd, I think, at times like this to kind of think about football, sports, thinking about the fun and the great, um, all the great stuff that comes along mm. with it. Uh, but of course, you know, when you have something life threatening happen on the field, uh, as Demar did, uh, yeah, you, gotta, you just got to take a moment to pause. And so. Yeah, maybe you're not watching tonight on Thursday because, hey, you can't really think about NFL just yet. But look, um, there's another week of stuff happening. There's playoffs coming on. Uh, and when we're ready, uh, we'll, we'll tackle it. We'll get into the next the next week of football. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, thoughts with Damar and his family. Arch, anything you want to talk about in terms of week 18 before we get into matchups? What's this week like? It's a, it's a funky one. It's Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, it's kind of like almost like week one, but worse. Like week one, you, you you don't know all the, you know, player roles necessarily, all the snap shares. Week 18, it just takes away all logic because there's teams that don't want to win. There's teams that don't care if they win or lose. There's teams that absolutely need to win. Um, and depending on what team, you know, a player's on, we may see them or we may not, um, or we'll just get them for a half. And so really tonight is just navigating, all right, what's the scenarios here um, for these teams? Are we going to get a full four quarters out of these players that we can trust in a DFS tournament? Or are we just going to be left wanting? Um, 
holding the bag. So you can look at it two ways. You could look at it as, all right, this is a week I might just dial down my action uh, compared to other weeks. I won't put in as much of my bankroll in just because I'm not confident I got a full handle on it. Or you could see it as an opportunity because a lot of people are going to go in not thinking it completely through. And so if you think you've got an edge that way, maybe that's an opportunity. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of value pieces that will just come out of nowhere. Um, and so it's it's just a tricky, tricky slate. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a crapshoot. I think that's that's the reality here is that we need to be mindful of what we can predict and what we mm. can project going forward into this week. Uh, because there's not always heaps. But one of the things that we'll focus on as we talk through it, we're not going to talk super specifically about players and defensive stats and all that kind of stuff tonight, but we're just going to think about okay, who's motivated to be on the field because it's that motivation that informs us about whether they're going to play or not. And the playoff picture, the playoff scenarios that are coming out are really relevant this mm. week because there are teams that have no shot at the playoffs and pretty much for me and Arch, it's going to be a total avoid. Just <laughs> Let's get away because who knows what who they're going to play. Are they yeah. going to play some rookies? Are they going to play uh, the the third string backups that just to see what they've got? So you can't do anything with that. It becomes a bit preseason like. But there are games that really do matter, and so we're going to focus yes. in on them. So Arch, without further ado, let's hit the yes. button and get into the matchups for Week 18. Yep. Oh no! I'm waiting. I'm holding my breath. It's not hitting. Oh, yeah, there, there it is. is. Oh, oh. Swig and debut. Ha! What the heck? We got there. We got there. Yeah, here we are. Dead set hit it like four times and it said play and it wasn't <laughs> going. So, <laughs> well, there we go. And we're going to start off with a, a. Well, they're all divisional games, which I think is just smart from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. NFL to make this last week feel like it's. You know, got some air to it by making them divisional games. It means that the playoff picture is always dictated to in terms of this. So anyway, the first game we're going to look at this week is Cincinnati taking on Baltimore at Cincinnati. And, well, of course, Cincinnati involved in the cancel mm. game. The We don't know what's happening yet with that. So we know they're not playing this week anyway. That's right. That's right. They're not playing Buffalo this week. We'll see what happens there. Anyway, Cincinnati are playing Baltimore for potentially the, well, Baltimore potentially, if they win this, could still have a shot at taking out the division. There's a lot of tricky things that are going along with all of this. So let's just talk about the Bengals to start off with. Obviously, figuring things out in the final two contests, but they can win the AFC North title with a win over the Ravens. Okay, that's that's really important. Okay, and so they can earn the division title and the number one seed in the AFC if they win both. If they still play Buffalo, if that happens and they get two wins, they could potentially take the number one seed in the AFC yep. if the Chiefs lose to the Raiders, which is going to happen the day before. So the, the Bengals will know that or not coming into this game. Either way, they want to win. You want to win the division. So I'm trusting that the Bengals are going to be pretty motivated to be out yeah. on the field. And so that's really, really important. Now, the Ravens will be somewhat motivated because they've already um, been given a playoff opportunity. That's that's already theirs to take. It's really about what seed they get. Um, look, they're going to lock into the sixth seed, if um, even if they lose to the Bengals. 
So the Ravens don't have as much going for them. And of course, we want no. competitive contests here, but they're few and far between this week in terms of where you know both sides are going to go at it. If anything, the most exciting one is the uh, Detroit Green Bay game, but that's unfortunately on Sunday night, not part of the main <laughs> slate. Yes. So I'm looking at this going, okay, Cincinnati really want to win and Baltimore kind of want to win. <laughs> now, within all of that, these are athletes. They play this game. They love this game. They're going to be out there. I'm also unsure a little bit of what Cincinnati are going to be like after the toll of yeah. uh, Monday night football. So there's question marks around this game. You, you, we've got to think about where that might lead the uh, the effort of, of, of both of these teams, whether um, Cincinnati will be recalling from that experience or not. Either way, I'm looking at this game going, okay, if we get premium Cincinnati, what have Baltimore been doing defensively after the last little while? Well, they've actually been really middle tier when it comes to defending the pass. They've been, I think, 17th in pass uh, EPA allowed over the last four weeks. Now, they've been pretty solid over the whole year in terms of defense, especially rush defense. But the last four weeks, both the rushing EPA and the pass defense EPA, pretty middle ground. Okay, mm. And so when you've got that middle tier kind of type stuff happening, well, I'm definitely not afraid to attack that at all, especially with an offense like the Bengals, who are passing at the highest rate over the last four weeks. Um, oh, sorry, not not the highest, the third highest. They are, however, first in pass rate over expectation. So I'm loving this for the pass, pass catchers here. So uh, we've got Jamar Chase, we've got T Higgins, we've got Tyler Boyd, and any three of these guys can go off. This is when all three are healthy. I love what th this team brings. They play their their positions really perfectly, to be honest. Chase and Higgins on the outside, Boyd on the middle. It's where they're made to play. These guys aren't really going to move off of that. And so if we're going to see this high octane offense moving forward, then I'm happy to stack Joe Burrow for sure mm. against the Ravens here. Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Any of them uh, in into those stacks. Hayden Hurst came back. Um, now he, it, take that first drive on on Monday night for what you will. But Hurst was involved early, and so yes. he was he was back in 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 the action, which was I really love to see. That Hurst is a really solid addition to this team this year, and so I always like to think about how can I correlate my tight end spot with other places in my lineup. Well, uh, then you, you've got to include Hayden Hurst in your play pool if you're stacking. Uh, yes. the the Cincinnati offense. So that's kind of where I sit with them. The running backs, like Joe Mixon. Yeah, I always love pulling the game log up because <laughs> you get to just look at that 58.1 that he pulled up with that five touchdown game. Uh, it was ridiculous. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, Joe Mixon, he's been okay. He's just been okay. He's priced at 14,000. 14, if Cincinnati get up early, I honestly don't know. Like if they if they know they're gonna win, then Joe Mixon will be in there a bit. But surely then they push P Ryan back into yeah, they know and, how serviceable he is. And I think Rowan, I was reading P Ryan's actually I think about a hundred yards away from a significant cash incentive, and so Love coaches that. often like to give them. So P Ryan actually could be the piece here if they they get up comfortably that they just move on him. For sure. Hey, yeah, I've. And this is the week that I'm kind of like, yeah, I could throw some backups in into my yeah. lineups for sure. Yeah. And so if if you're into those incentives, then that's a yeah. great pick, Arch. I mean, you've got to ask yourself, are they going to win with Piron instead of Mixon? Absolutely. Yeah. 
100% like, they will. If they can give Mixon another bit of a rest before the playoffs, yeah. fantastic. Love that. So, it's again, this is what we're saying. It's a narrative week. What's the narrative that you're going to build to think um, through your lineup? So, yeah, we've got to think that through for sure. On Baltimore's side, look, everyone's got question marks about Lamar Jackson. I just don't think he's going to play. Harbour is super skittish about any questions when it comes to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so let's just avoid and assume that, well, you can't even assume that Huntley's going to play because he's questionable as well. But the reality is you're not stacking Baltimore. Like this is not a, yeah, this is this is ah. not where you want to go with that. No. All right. So let's avoid, let's avoid Baltimore. Except for potentially J.K. Dobbins. And J.K. Dobbins, high usage, 93 yards rushing on the ground. I don't mind it. I don't mind it because this is the way they want to play. They want to play on the ground. So J.K. Dobbins is the guy that I don't don't mind. If you're thinking about backups and if Baltimore are kind of like, oh, we don't care who we play this week and they want to save Dobbins because they are making the playoffs. And then actually, if you're looking at Snapshare, is actually Justice Hill who was playing. He played 33% of the snaps. Last week, Gus Edwards had a mere 17% of the snaps last week, which is surprising considering he had 40% of the snaps the week before. <laughs> so, it, But the reality is the only reason you'd be doing that is because you want to correlate. I don't really want to correlate uh, necessarily because I think the Cincinnati passing offense is just good, too good, and the Baltimore Ravens really just aren't. They're not bringing anything to the table except for Mark Andrews. But price of 10K, look, he did solo last week. Against Pittsburgh, nine for one hundred, and that's because he is the offense through the air, really, and that's about it. That's it. Anything else you want to say for this arch? Because it's really for me, it's stacking wise. It's the Cincinnati passing yep. offense bringing back with either Andrews or Dolphins. So there's nothing else yep. to this, really. Is no, there? no. I, I think Cincinnati should be up and about for this game. So, um, yeah, happy with them. Let's move on. Let's go. Next up, we've got New England at Buffalo. There's something to play here. Something to something to play for here for both teams. Exactly. So both teams uh, want to win this game. So this is potentially where we actually get one of the few pure contests of the week where both teams have have it on the line. It's not just one needing to get a lead and then they can rest their starters. So if this keeps within two touchdowns throughout the game, we're going to see a full four quarters out of all the all the pieces. So um, I like that. Um, but it, what's, what's tricky is obviously – thinking about Buffalo um, and where, where's their heads at for this week. Um, so obviously with, you know, what's going on with Hamlin, you know, maybe that like there seems to be some very slow, slight positive news coming, but I mean, I, I don't quite, I don't, there, no one really knows. I think it's all behind closed doors. And, but the players probably know a lot more than us, uh, and it's really hard. They might come out of this motivated to go out and play for him, or they might just be emotionally spent and just can't face the field. Like it's it, it got a feel for the players just having a front up, you know, less than a week after witnessing what they've just witnessed. So um, uh, game environment looks good of it, but I'm just keeping that in my mind with my Buffalo. Like, uh, do I want to go, how hard do I want to go in? So to me, it's a keep a close eye on news. Like if, you know, obviously there's more important things than DFS, but if you play in DFS, it's worth just monitoring, you know, how, how are the team traveling? Like follow some beat reporters for Buffalo just to get a bit of a sense of if this team's going into this game, caring about the game basically. Um, so 
with that in mind, let's just really just run through. Bills are the current second seeds um, and they'll be the AFC East champs. Um, they knew they need two wins to guarantee jumping over, well, to jump over KC. Um, they will with two wins. So starters should be playing. Um, they need at least one win in Kansas City to lose this week also. So that's the other alternative for them to get it. So they, they you know, on paper they want to win to get that first seed, to get that buy. Uh, New England also, can they, they can book a, a wild card spot with a win over the Bills, so they should be full go. Um, so like I said, I think this is is um, should be a competitive game. So I just thought we'd just jump straight in, Ron. I'm not going to over-talk it, but For just sure. how we might stack uh, these teams. And so quarterback-wise, it's Josh Allen, right? So, I mean, Mac Jones is under 10K. Um, you could go there if you... If you if you want to, um, couldn't be okay, but you're probably not going to get the ceiling to win a tournament there. Um, so Allen and Diggs are the obvious combo, but Diggs, you know, just pull up his game log, Moron. The the big games have been a bit few and far between. There it uh, is. Hey, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, it's been yeah. a tricky one. Yeah, that's right. So like, so it to me, it's looking at that. I think these two were our fades of the week a couple of weeks ago, and and the reason was you you're spending you know what is it thirty two percent of your yeah. salary cap on these guys, you you need sixty points from them, <laughs> um, and you're probably not going to get that, um, especially it's a tough task at New England. Uh, so to me, I, I I mean I'll play I'll pair them in a couple lineups if I'm playing like a, a whole bunch in the micro. But to me, it's looking at this, the other pieces. And uh, the other one that maybe stands out to me is McKenzie. We're going to scroll down a little bit. Here we are. <laughs> Rowan. And, and I mentioned incentives before. Um, he, uh, he's got 40 catches. And uh, where is he? He's got 40 catches on the year for 404 yards. If he hits 450 yards, he gets an extra 100K bonus. If he hits 50 receptions, he'll get another 50K bonus. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get 10 catches. That's a a huge game. But I I think at least for someone who's, you know, 7.4K, I think you could see that, all right, all he needs is 50 yards and he gets his 100K. I think the coaches would try to work that in for into the game plan potentially and get him out there. So I think he's a nice little pairing option. Uh, And the other, obviously, the other pieces are Gabe Davis and and Dawson Knox um, that you want to cycle through with um, as pass catchers. But the the other, I'm probably just jumping all over a bit for you, Rowan. Yeah, Um, that's all right. But uh, mainly because we we've we've been playing Buffalo stacks all year, right? And so it's it's the same old story. You got to just pick your guys. But we know the guys now. Um, but one that has maybe just started to show out a little bit more is James Cook. He's been for three out of the last four weeks, really decent. Yeah, so I think he's over five yards of carry. Seems to be just. Clearly, it's Singletary on some early down work, but James Cook's taken some of that work away from him and um, and he's a lot more electric in the field and he's going to have that home run speed. Um, I think James Cook is potentially where I'll be going, fearing away from Diggs, uh, stacking yeah. an Allen with with, with um, James Cook and maybe and maybe a McKenzie. I think that's why that, that trio will be quite different from the field. For sure. Uh, and, you know, if it pays off that, 
you're, you're jumping leaderboards. Um, bringing it back is the interesting part, and I think you you can bring it back. Um, yeah. And so Ramondre, well, New England want to win exactly into the playoffs. So Ramond, Ramondre, was he's been a bit lean uh, the last couple of weeks. I think you know we know what he's capable of. Twelve Ks, you know, good value there. Jacoby Myers uh, also is someone. Uh, that you can depend on, 9K, probably a good cash wide receiver option this week. Um, yeah. And someone else who's been just working him his way into um, just a whole lot of routes is, uh, what's his name, Thornton. Yes, he has. He's been around the mark and I like it. As He's got that rookie That's a 6K. edge to him. Yeah. So he's... he's- so- so last week, 86% last routes. Week. 86% routes. Compare that to, a, say, a Kendrick Bourne who only had 47% route participation. And his targets per route run at Thornton was twenty, you know, 0.23 targets per route run, whereas Kendrick Bourne was only 0.12. So I think if you're looking at who, what's a secondary pass passing option, it's them. <laughs> or, or you go Hunter Henry on the tight end. Didn't do much, but he, he he's definitely out there on the field. Ninety two percent of routes last week, five um, k, getting ten points. You 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 take that from your punt tight end. He can have a game. He can have games. Yeah, for sure. So I think there's I think there's lots of bring back pieces. So I think this this game you can fill in a lot of um, you know probably go ten to twenty micro entries uh, just in this game alone. Hey, Peachy, great to have you on the stream, mate. Welcome, Cheers. welcome, welcome. We're going to talk about your team next, actually, Peachy, and that's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Giants. Now, let's talk about the reality of this game, and that is Philly are playing for the number one seed in the NFC. It's great. Love it. We want to see peak Philadelphia because we haven't seen that last well, We didn't see it last week. Saw a pretty good Philadelphia two weeks ago, but couldn't hack it against the Cowboys. Look, if I'm looking here, I'm thinking about Jalen Hurts. He's priced up 17.5K. But, I mean, you look at the scores and what he can do is pretty darn good. It is a must win. Yes. So, I really want Jalen Hurts to play. They really want Jalen Hurts to play <laughs> because we want this buy and we want to get everyone healthy. The ironic thing is that Jalen Hurts isn't quite healthy. He's limited <laughs> in practice this week. So, I'm liking... I'm like, look, if, if we get Hurts, then everything's in play and that would be fantastic. Let's just quickly mention the Giants though. The Giants have locked up the sixth seed and they can't do anything else about it. There's, there's nothing else to do here. They, they've got the sixth seed and mm. they can't improve it. They can't lose it. So the motivation here for the Giants is really minimal. And so you have to think about, okay, what does that mean? in terms of game script. So when I'm thinking about this game, the possible uh, scenario here is that Philly get up by a lot because they end up playing the starters against backups. And by the halfway mark of the game, it's 30 to three. And then suddenly we can, Philly kind of, they can let off some steam and maybe Gardner Minshew comes in because they know that they don't want to hurt Jalen Hurts anymore. And so they want him to rest. And so there's question marks here. Now, if the Giants somehow seem to challenge Philly with their backups, then, uh, well, there's a game. And you can play this and there's some fantastic options to, to, to tackle. 
But that's the big thing here. What Giants team are we getting to challenge this this Eagles offense? Mm. So Jalen Hurts, if he plays, you know, you, you can play him. He's expensive, but I think we he, he's certainly in play for what he can provide. Now, if he's in play, I think that brings Dallas Goddard back into the mix. So Peachy, who's listening and suggests that as well. Yes, I think Goddard can be a really solid player here because him and Hurts have a great connection, and I love that. Like with Minshew, it wasn't so flash. Three for 45, three for 67, eh, whatever. But before that, three for 23 and one, eight for 101 back in early November. You know, there was a bit of time there, obviously, he missed with injury. So coming back into it, he should be pretty healthy now and give him his number one quarterback. And I like that a lot. The interesting thing here is AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. There is a $3,800 mm. difference between these two guys. And the scoring output from the last few weeks is just not showing that at all. Now, the last two weeks have been with Gardner Minshew. AJ Brown hasn't eclipsed more than uh, 20. Devonta Smith had two fantastic weeks with Gardner Minshew. So there was a real shift in who was favored here. And But if you go back to when Hertz was leading the team, those uh, from the 19th of December down back to the 5th, Devonta Smith, uh, 20.6, 17.4, 24.2. Still really solid. But AJ Brown, 30.1, 17, 34.9. So AJ Brown is Jalen Hurts' this guy. Yep. So you got to work on the, the quarterback relationship here, which makes it tricky because if Jalen Hurts is there and you want to play AJ Brown with him, that is 35% of your salary <laughs> yes. in those two guys. It is monstrous what you're spending just on those two. And you're hoping that AJ Brown just rips off big ones for multiple touchdowns. He has to do that to really pay off that salary. So Devonta Smith here at 13K, I think, is a really solid play. Regardless, but if Gardner Minshew is the one that has to play and they really don't want to risk Jalen Hurts, then play Devonta Smith again with old mate Gardner Minshew, who is priced at 8K because everyone's expecting Jalen Hurts to play. On the other side of it, Miles Sanders, still 11K. We know what he can do. And if Jalen Hurts is banged up and they don't want to use him, then let's bring Miles Sanders back into the game and let him do what he can do. Now he's been soft the last two weeks, which I mean, which I think just means that people are going to be off of him. Mm. But if Miles Sanders gets up, play Miles Sanders. If he's question, he's questionable and he doesn't play, then I think you just just work your way down the list. Play Eagles. <laughs> I think that's the way we have to look at yeah. this. You just play some Eagles because they want to win. They want to win from the get go, and don't think that. They're going to be, you know, three scores in front at three-quarter time. Maybe they're only one score in front, two scores in front at three-quarter three, three time. They're still going to be playing their starters at that point. So they're not going to risk it. Dayball's been too good a coach yeah. for the Giants. So who do you think is going to be the backup or who might become the starter for uh, the running back position for Saquon Barkley? For Saquon Barkley? Well, it's Matt Breeder. He's been the one taking all the work. Yeah. Last week. Right well 50- interest you at all? Brightwell, what did he do last week? And when was it? Well, not really. What am I looking at here? Yeah, to me, do they split it? Not much. That. Look, it's a risk. If you think Buckley's yeah. going to sit, oh, then you got to pay attention to the play. news. Who's going to be starting? Get up at four o'clock and make sure you're on ah. onto the all the news for us here in SA. Anyway, there you go. So play Phillies. Don't play Giants unless you really are certain that you know who's going to be coming back on the other side. Uh, because 
Philly's rush defense is still not fantastic at all. All right. Let's get off of let's get off of that. I don't think let's talk about some of the other motivated teams to monitor. Yeah. Arch, you've you've written some notes down here. How about you start us off? Yeah, yeah. So obviously you we want to pick players, you know, with the stars that are actually have something to play for. Otherwise, you're looking at other teams back up. So let's just look at the teams that actually want to win and and we'll go sort of have a conversation as we go. So first of all, San Francisco. They're um they're 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 still they're in shout for the first seed in the NFC, so they need to beat Arizona. Obviously, they didn't win this week, so there's that. And they need Philly to lose against the Giants, uh, which happens to just be played at the exact same time. So, um, perfect um, scheduling there. So, um, obviously, if they um, hear Philly are up by thirty at the half, there's the risk at San Fran. You're like, oh well, there's no point. And if they've got a lead, they might pull. But uh, to me, I think they want to. They'll want to take care of business, and I, I think CMC is worth a, uh, a a show as well. Ayuk uh, Peachy as well is definitely uh, in play. Um, although the, I did hear some rumors. I think Debo's close. Do you, do you know much about that, Ron? Uh, he's yeah. Well, he's off the injury report. He's not listed as yeah. questionable, so he could be on his way back. And at nine thousand yeah. nine hundred fifty, it's pretty solid. Yeah, Kittle as well, uh, you know, tight end land. He, he's starting to push up to the old prices that we're used to with him. That's right. And um, with the usage that he's been getting. Um, let's stick in the NFC. Uh, Dallas, they can win the NFC East. Can you believe it? And, yeah, uh, Philly lose. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, a couple of teams hoping Philly, I can't see Philly losing. Uh, you know, against a Giants team that, unless Giants just say F you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like which, you know, I'm sure there's it's not the a lot, lot of love. Could, exactly, it, right? there's not a lot of love for Philly. Um, so they they can they just need Eagles and 49ers to lose um, to, for Dallas to get up. Um, but again, all these games are on at the same time. Um, so I, again, a lot of scoreboard watching I'd be say is happening in the stadium. So look, I, I'm even more. I mean, needing two teams to lose. Um, you know, one of those teams are likely to be up. Uh, <laughs> By a fair way, I mean San Fran's playing Arizona, so I think Dallas mm-hmm. more than likely are resting. I'm not going to play Dallas guys, but no, I'll pass on Dallas. You know, unless at the halftime we see that you know it's going to be too late. So it's, I think it's too high, highly high risk there. Not a lot of reward. Uh, Seattle, uh, they can snag the last NFC spot with a win over the Rams. Um, so that I think they they'll want to play to win that one. Uh, but they need yeah, they also need loss. the Packers to lose, right? Yes, Packers need to lose, uh, and Packers play after their game, so then yeah. they they have to just take care of business, which is that's nice, knowing that they will just you know obviously I mean like any week if a team's up by heaps they do start to pull starters in the fourth quarter, um so but but it means points have been scored and you don't have to like they've probably exactly. got you the points already exactly so I think Seattle, um and you know if we talk about positions later uh, we'll talk. Geno stacks are definitely in play this week with a couple pass catches. Oh, sure. Next up, we got Keep Miami. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move through. Miami. Miami, they're on the cusp, right? They need the Jets to win. They need to win versus the Jets and they need the Pats to lose. Uh, and then, look, I can't, look, two is doubtful, so he's not going to be playing. The question mark really is Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, have they announced that Skylar Thompson is going to start? I feel well, yeah, like well, he's got a broken finger, Bridgewater, doesn't he, or something like that? That's right. Yeah. So, look, we're going to see Skylar Thompson get out there. But it means that Hill's going to be peppered. 
Waddle's going yes. to be peppered. Um, the thing is that they're playing the Jets, and the Jets' defense has been, you know, superb against the pass. So I don't know where I sit with this. Potentially, it's like, do I play most it yep. to try and, you know, or, or Wilson? I mean, well, most it's been the one that's been productive, I guess, the last couple, few weeks. But either way, I, I like I'm hesitant to pay 15k or 15.8k for anyone playing the Jets. Jalen Waddle 12.5 is questionable. So do you do it if you're getting that QB savings? If you're going to stack them, I look. I don't know if I can get. Can I get 16 points out of Skylar Thompson? No well, thanks. If, well, if if you, th- I think you, if you think he was going to get there, you pr- you would pl- pay play an 8k guy you're, you're thinking well you could probably bank in two passing touchdowns then if he'll yeah it's yeah it's a quick look i think for me I, I i don't know if i can trust it no. against the jets defense so i'm not gonna it wouldn't be one of my mini lineups but it could easily be in the in the micro oh maybe i'll put five micro lineups <laughs> in that's yeah anyway i don't like miami just they've 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 played themselves out of the playoffs in my mind really Injuries yep. have not helped, of course, but uh, this isn't a game I really want to target. No. The let's also just yeah, this is real thin, but <laughs> Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh need a lot to happen. Uh, they need to beat the Browns and Miami and New England to lose. <laughs> it's still possible for Pittsburgh to possible. get there. Uh, so look, all three games are on at the same time. Look, I don't love Kenny Pickett as a play, no. but Najee Harris Najee has been really something. solid yeah. against. Cleveland, yeah, let's go for it. So if they're all playing at the same time and they start the game thinking that there is a potential po- possibility that they play, Tomlin's going to have them playing full, like all guns blazing. So Najee Harris, I think, is a really solid play here. Pratt Fryermuth been down off and on, but he could he could go off. You never never know. And I'm always a fan of Mr. Pickens yes. when he's priced under 8K. So Hell yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind that. Against Cleveland, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind Pittsburgh here for just for the sake that they have a possibility to make it and yeah. they won't know when they start. So I think that's good. All right. Uh, uh, I think just one more I think might just elevate from the next group that I think might actually start starters that. Sure. But, but gives me a lot of uh, fear is my guys, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so they could get to the second seed um, still, I think. Um, I think if San Fran lose, I think that's uh, right. Yeah, um, but they're most likely going to be third. But to me, it, it's more than that. I mean, they've come out as absolute frauds last week. Like how embarrassing! I'm still wearing the jersey this week, Rowan. I'm, yeah. I'm not that. It was fickle, bad, man. It was so bad. It was it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, so One to me, fifteen yards for old Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Nah, Good lord. Anyway. So they're, they're facing Nathan Peterman and the Chicago Bears. So to me, I would like to think that you want some positive vibes heading into playoffs. And so I think they're going to put the starters out there and at least a half they will play it. to get some confidence and some chemistry back. Um, so I, I'm not – I don't think they're going to rest them completely. And look, yeah. if, they're, if they're in for a shout – they like they, they want to make sure they win this game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Look, da- Dalvin Cook, uh, Minnesota defense correlation is definitely yeah. something I'd yeah, like, like to be like the attacking. Vikings defense this week for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So now we know Peterman's there, but they'll probably be popular because of that. 
Yeah. How many t- turnovers yeah. did he have in Buffalo that one, that game? Was it five? Was it five? No, sorry about that. It yeah, was, was gross. It was amazing. Nathan still, Peter, still in the league making money. So good good luck to him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's, look, let's talk some other teams, likely resting starters. I don't like playing anyone for the Chargers. Chargers made the playoffs. They're a similar position to the Giants. Uh, Baltimore, we've put the question marks around, of course. Tampa Bay, they've locked up the fourth seed as NFC South champs. Look, they've said that Brady's going to start, but let's be honest, they're probably going to play him for a quarter, two quarters. That's yeah. it. Uh, we talked about the Giants as well. They can't improve. All the rest have been eliminated from playoffs. Anyone that we haven't mentioned. So we're just probably not going to play those guys. That's yeah. that's the reality. What's well, the funny thing is, like, if you're eliminated, there's no, there's no benefit for short term to resting, but there's there always the risk of injury. So you often see teams that are eliminated still put their guys out there for the run. So it's yeah, I think, but the intensity is not going to be there. No, that's right. And they're just lots of low total games. Like if you're looking yeah, at the oh, bookies as oh, well, it's so a gross slate. It's a very gross slate. Very very gross slate. Anyway, you've got some player incentives that you want to talk about, Arch. Oh, I just listed some some there that uh, look may or may not be relevant. Oh, it depends. Like some of them are records, some of them are cash incentives. Like so, like for starters, Fields needed sixty four rushing yards to beat Lamar Jackson's single season QB rushing. He's he got a sore hip. He's not even playing. So, um, you know, Mahomes needs four hundred thirty passing yards to to break Peyton Manning's single season record uh, of passing yards. So. He's um, playing Sunday. He's playing Sunday. So let's, but the, keep that in mind for that one there, Rowan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Herbert, I don't think we're going to play. I don't think they're going to play the ch- Chargers guys, even though he need, he could potentially break Tom Brady's single season completion record. I think those sorts of records, I don't, I don't know how much they care too much about that. Um, but if we want to talk cash, um, oh, that's on Sunday night. So I, I think Jamal Williams on Sunday night is going to be a good play. Um, just putting that out there. He could get 250k uh, for reaching a thousand yards. Uh, not that he needs; he only needs six yards, so <laughs> maybe that'll, that'll be done. <laughs> like I said earlier, Samaj P. Reiner, he won an extra 100k if he hits 500 rushing yards. He's currently at 376. I like, like I said, I think this is a. a oh, I'm on P. Ryan this week. Get you on think him. Fade mix and play, play P. Ryan uh, well, for 124 yards. It's going to be a win. And so they might as well just roll him out and rest Mixon, who's constantly banged up. Yeah, fair call. Why wouldn't you want a fresh Mixon for playoffs? All right. Start an 8K P, Ryan. All right. Here's our value of the week. Do you want to clip that? I don't know if I trust you. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Wide receivers, who have you got? Yeah, look, some of these are a bit bit all over the place, but Justin Jefferson, he needs 194 yards to break Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record. I don't can't see like like I said like even if they go bananas that's 200 yards basically in yeah. a in a dead rubber potentially so um playing on Sunday I love a Kirk and Zay Jones they've got some nice huge incentives coming their way so I love um Jacksonville stacks on Sunday night just putting that out there if you're playing that yeah, one that, cool. they've got to, they've got to play and win so yeah um yeah, I've already mentioned uh, McKenzie. Uh, let's yeah, Hayden Hurst as well. He he can um, get an extra two hundred fifty k if he reaches sixty receptions um, and an additional one hundred twenty five k if he surpasses five hundred yards. So I think Hurts has something to play for, and and they might yeah. you know feed him the ball a little bit more for sure. No, very cool. 
All right, there you go. Player incentives, narratives. Yes. It's all been the story of tell tonight. yourself a story that's and just it. get keyed in on the news. Like yeah, you, so you're gonna real. That's your edge this week. Knowing more than everyone else. Big. All right, let's quickly uh, go through the positions by positions as we do, and then we'll try and make a lineup with this oh, messy, yeah. messy oh, week. <laughs> so, uh, Arch, you quickly do quarterbacks. So I'll, I'll take running backs, and then we'll alternate. I mean, I I like Geno this week uh, against the Rams. Uh, you know, obviously, of the ones we've mentioned, um, I think you know thirteen point three k is good value, uh, in, and. Where a playoff spot's on the line, they're going to want to win. They're going to throw the ball a lot, and the Rams um, hopefully will let them. So I, I like Gino. Um, any of anyone else come to your mind, Ron? Yeah, look, it depends what you think. What's happening with Minnesota with Kirk Cousins? I guess yep. that's a to to ask yourself. Then really, it's 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 not much else. Like, no. do you really want to? Like, you could go Brock Purdy potentially for San Francisco if those. Uh, like he's been solid uh, for 11k. Yeah, it's I don't just the hate. Ceiling's not there, is it? No, not really. Uh, Sam Darnold though. Yeah. I, I know, I know it but look, look at those last two weeks. It's really, really nice. Yeah, and he's so got something to play like for. A, he's got to play for contracts. He does. he does. I actually think this could be the sneaky GPP play here, just to get Darnold and more. This week and, I'll allow it, Rowan. This week I allow it. <laughs> Oh, come on. I, when I mentioned it for the last two weeks, he's been good both weeks. All right. So don't hate on me for my Sam Darnold <laughs> appreciation. Anyway, uh, running backs. I'm going to avoid Austin Eckler like the plague yes. this week. Alvin Kamara is, again, not showing how he's priced that high. <laughs> it makes zero sense to me. What yeah. is this algorithm that Draft Stars is using? It's mind boggling. Kenneth Walker, love Kenneth Walker this yes. week against the Rams. Uh, I'm a, yeah avoiding James Conner against San Francisco. Yeah, mention Dalvin Cook, mention Miles Sanders. Cam Akers against Seattle. Seattle's been leaky as, and Akers is the guy. And if yep. the Rams don't want him next year, this is the opportunity, like we said, to showcase him once more, finish the yes. season with a big bang so that he might go somewhere else and prove to everyone that his Achilles injury is done and dusted. Other than that, Tyler Algier has Tampa Bay. Don't mind it. But uh, this is kind of like, uh, it just gets icky. We don't you start yeah. getting confused about what might happen with the game script, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you want to think about Giants resting starters, then, yeah, I'm I'm still thinking Matt Breeder. Matt Breeder is still my pick yep. for the running backs there. And, of course, my job here, Mm. Wide receivers, Arch, what do you like here? Yeah, I mean, I think we like – we've already talked about the Cincy guys. T. Higgins jumps as the value there. Um, avoiding your your charges with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. DK Metcalf, as we've already said, the Seattle – I think Seattle's a team that potentially we could have even featured as a matchup just for playable pieces. Um, yeah. I mean, huge disappointment last week, but, you know, we know the talent and ceiling's there. So if – People are going to be off of him for one bad week. Well, shame on them. We'll we'll capitalize. <laughs> uh, um, how many snaps did Lockett play last week? Did he end up? Was he more just a bit of a decoy? Quickly type? find that for you. Do you have it in front of me? Seattle, yes, thirty-three percent routes. Yeah, yeah. So not eight. So I mean, another week. You know, but really, there's no. I don't know. How Do you play Treadwell? 
Treadwell played 54% of snaps. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, yeah. he's the answer. No, he's the answer to that one. Drake London, someone uh, who, who still just is starting to show out as someone who, who's got some chops and, you know, I think. Oh, he, look, he, I'm all over Drake London for 2023. Yeah. I'll leave it there. Yeah. Right. Other than that, uh, Rashid, anyone else? I th- look, Chris Olave's priced at 9K. Yeah, yeah, but he, but his his old mate is even cheaper. Um, he is. Oh, Rashid Shahid. I think he's good, Rowan. I actually, I think, I think he is good. Watching like, some of his explosive abilities, it's pretty incredible. I, yeah. I love watching this guy play. I mean, yeah, he's seventy one percent route participation, earning a, a, a target on twenty seven percent of his route. So, you know, he, he's work making it work. Um, Basically yep. outdid Alave in terms of earning targets. So Crazy. Um, great news for New Orleans going forward to have those two guys. Yeah, I agree. Look, let's just leave it there because I think once we get into these lower level guys with the wide receiver, wide receiver group, it's it's tricky to really have an un- really understanding of what's going to happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your research. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's true. And it's tough out there, man. It is tough for week 18. It's really tough. I mean, sure, George Kittle is an option. Mike Andrews is an option. TJ Hawkinson is kind of an option if you kind think of. he's uh, going to play much. Dallas Goddard, I quite quite like. Cole Komet, I guess he'll be out there because what else are the Chicago Bears going to do in terms of create any offense? Uh, Tyler Higby, yep. though, is probably one of my favorites. Yep. Th- this week. Actually, again. didn't price him at 5K this week. <laughs> I know. they. There you go. They're on the money. Kate Otten, I, I reckon... Could be something here, just as a just in the sense of let's play the rookie, let's get this guy out there, continue to get him the experience coming up yeah. against Atlanta. I don't know he could he could slide in for a touchdown pretty fit, yeah. pretty easily, yeah. I reckon. Yep. So I don't mind Cade Otten this week, uh, but then we Juwan. get ugly. I mean, yeah, Juwan. Look, Juwan's been a always red a zone favorite, that's for sure. Five for sixty-two against Philly last week. Take it. Don't I'll take it. that. Anyway, there you go. Uh, defenses. Anything you want to say here, Arch? Uh, I mean, just try to find out who is, uh, you know, not like w- what quarterbacks are getting pulled and play the defense, like play Minnesota against Peterman, and play whoever's playing against Blau, like play the, you know, you know, all the pieces that might actually, um, you know, find those turnovers against those backup guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's quickly build a lineup. This is ugly. Really ugly, but let's put a lineup. Yeah, thanks, Crom. Uh, he, he puts this stream on to fall asleep. I know, um, we, the dulcet tones of yeah, Rowan yeah, and Arch yeah. talking about yeah. all the ins and outs of playoff <laughs> scenarios in the NFL. I'd put me to sleep too. Let's, <laughs> let's put a lineup. I mean, I Arch. am asleep. Yeah, thanks. Let's talk. Where do you want to go? Gino, Bar- Barrow, or G- Allen? They're my three. I'm going to borrow. Let's go borrow. All right. That means uh, I P. actually Ryan. don't mind. F- you want to go P. Ryan. All right. This is going to oh. be a fun lineup, everybody. Let's <laughs> let's make this eventful. All right. He does get he does get the receptions. That's for sure. Exactly. Now, do you like Chase Higgins or Boyd? What do you what do you think? I'm thinking Higgins, but yeah, I'm thinking Higgins. I'm gonna go Higgins. Oh, let's go Hurst. Yep. Let's just tie tie that 
ugly tight end position up. All right. Now, I really like hitting on Seattle. So we're going to play yes. DK. Yep. Sure. What do you think of Aiken this week? Yeah, that could be a nice little bring back piece there. Yep. I like that. Cool. DST, let's just quickly fill this in so we can pick up one last correlation. Yep. I don't mind a few of these guys. Philly, I don't mind at all because I think they'll be playing against the backups. But who else did we mention? Minnesota? Minnesota. Is it, I mean, they've priced up a lot of defenses. Yeah, it's well, it matches what the bookies are telling us that it's going to be low totals yeah. everywhere. So it really doesn't matter in that regard who we play. Mm. Like, yeah, let's just go. Let's go. Let's just go Minnesota. Right. And we did say the way. Dalvin Cook correlation. He's pretty James cheap. Dalvin Cook. The yeah. Dalvin Cook Minnesota Vikings defense. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was thinking. Devonta Smith writes yeah, himself. Like Does. And if we didn't want Dalvin Cook, then who can we get? We can pick up someone like Waddle, Kenneth Walker. And if you play like Seattle, just double. Just yeah. hit in the teeth. Really yeah, or, or, or Ramondre, you could even. That's true. We're clicking the wrong guy here. All right, there you go. There's the lineup. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Everybody. P. Ryan, that's my tip. Hey, Ryan, that's, I like it. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Everybody, if you want to follow us and you want to hear about Archer's P. Ryan pick next week, then check us out on our socials at the TFL podcast. Uh, we're yes. on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, all the other places as well. Don't forget to join our single entry $5 contest on DraftStars at bit.ly slash TFL week 18, patreon.com slash TFL podcast for our wonderful spreadsheet. And, of course, everybody, gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Arch, who knows what this week's going to bring. The NFL is a wild place. That's it. Hopefully it just brings us some money. Fingers crossed. And everyone else who listens, of course. Thanks, everyone. We will catch you next time. For Play on Football. Yes. Bye.